Welcome to the Infinite Podcast. I'm Kier Nimbus, and this is my co-host, Daka. Say hello. Hi. We're focused on the casual nature of the game and talking about our experiences playing it. Uh, this week, we'll be covering all the new stuff with the balance update. Uh, we'll be talking about a little bit of a spoiler for the next season coming up. Uh, and uh, we'll also just be talking about our experience with the game so far and sort of introducing ourselves. So uh, without further ado, Daka, how long have you been playing Here. the game? Why'd you start playing the game? What's up with you? Who are you? Uh, I don't think I've really been playing the game that long, right? It's only been, when was my first day playing Marvel Snap? At June 7th, so it's been a little over a month. Played a lot of this game in a not a long time. No kidding, yeah. Unfortunate circumstances happened, which knocked out my power for a long time, so I was just grinding Marvel Snap on my phone. I'm sitting at a nice uh, collection level 2117. Holy moly. Um, got a good bit of game time under my belt, I'd say. But a very casual gamer. I, yeah, I would say, like, you and I are, are not entering tournaments. Um, no. You and I are not, like, thinking about the metagame of Marvel Snap 24-7. Um, Definitely not. I, I stream the game, but I the, the highest rank I've ever gotten is, like, 65. And I don't think I'll ever make it to infinite because it is such a time commitment and you usually have to play the meta. Uh, for me, I find it most enjoyable playing Marvel Snap when I can deck build. That's like my favorite thing to do in this game. I think I can make it to Vibranium. I, I think I think I got that dog in me enough to make it to Vibranium. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's not impossible, um, but right now we are the Infinite podcast because we're not infinite players. Um, True, we're not there. Uh, but that being said, uh, for me, I've been playing since global launch. I had watched some Marvel Snap content before that, and I started streaming the game uh, something like three months ago, ish. And that's about right. Yeah, and uh, I have a small YouTube channel that's doing okay. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I personally love this game just because it's both a combination of the things that I loved most about Hearthstone without any of the uh, the hiccups. And it also features Marvel characters, which I'm super into. I love the comics. I've also watched the entirety of the MCU. I'm a big fan of that. So, yeah, it, it, Marvel Snap just hits all the right buttons, I think. Yeah. It is, frankly, a miracle that I'm playing this game because it's a card game. I, I have never liked card games, and I've tried all of them. Tried playing Pokemon, tried Yu-Gi-Oh!, tried Magic the Gathering, I played Hearthstone... I tried playing Magic the Gathering online. I tried Legends of Runeterra. And I, I, each and every one, I was like, yeah, not for me. I even tried Gwent. Wow. I haven't the, I haven't tried Gwent. Gwent? Well, hey. Well, I don't know. It's not really worth getting into because I'm pretty sure they're <laughs> shutting Gwent down. Oh, no. That's sad. Um, but I fell in love with Marvel Snap because uh, I watched a good friend of mine play it. Oh, well. Actually, I think he streamed it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I watched it, and I was like, "Man, this looks kind of cool." I like Marvel characters. I have not read a single Marvel comic, but I've watched like all Marvel media for a long time. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, it, it, there's so, just so much to dive into. It's kind of daunting. It, it, like right. my my advice for anybody that's trying to get into the comics is just pick a comic. It, it, the best way to get into comics is just taking a slice, just a sliver of the universe and exploring that until you're done with that slice. Um, that being said, what I love about Marvel Snap is it's it's simple. It's not complex. 
the most complex cards have like three lines of text and Ben Brode, he's the the sort of visionary for the game. Uh, he came from Hearthstone, and when he made this game, he wanted to make a card game to appeal to people like you, Daka, but also to people like me. I, I play a lot of card games. I played Magic, I played Yu-Gi-Oh!, I played Pokemon, I did all the things, right? And coming to this game, it can sort of feel like it's too simple, but it's not. There's a level of complexity in this game, even though it only has uh, 12 cards in a deck, right? I think there's a sort of universal appeal for Marvel Snap, and I love it. It's it's a fantastic game. Uh, that all being I, said, what do you think? What do I think about Marvel Snap as a card game? Yeah, I mean, you said that you liked I, it, but... I think it's great, me personally, um, because, I mean, it's like you said, it's pretty simple, but it's also... I feel like the... Um, cards themselves aren't too complex, but between different cards, locations, and card effects and stuff, you can get really unique interactions. Um, and like the big thing for me, which I'm sure it's a thing in other card games too, but I never got into them enough to, to take notice of it, um, is playing different cards in different orders. Um, oh like yeah. being... You know, like, if you play Iron Fist, Human Torch, Ghost Spider, you want to make sure that you play it in that order. Or, like, if you're, if you somehow, I don't know, got, like, a freed Arm Zola, you can, like, know to Arm Zola before you throw down your other cards on that location. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that is I, a good I like point. all the interactions like that. And then there are the interactions like Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the control cards in this game do make me feel sad. It's just there's not a lot of space, so it, it, it really sucks when, when things get blocked like that. One of my new favorite combos, hands down, is Mojo Doc Ock. Mojo Doc Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Doc, Doc Ock is a fun card. I don't see him played nearly as much as you would think. Um, because, like, I, I guess the idea is that typically if you do that, then you're just throwing that lane because they're going to have more power than you. Um, but at the same time, you ruin their strategy, so I don't know. I, I think it's a good card. Um, with some of our experience out of the way, I do want to talk about new stuff. Um, uh, I, there's a lot of uh, great things going on right now in Marvel Snap, and maybe some, like, I've heard some discourse online that it's not as amazing as some other people are saying, but before we get into, like, spotlight caches and how that's going, I did want to talk about the buffs and nerfs that happened to cards. I do have a, a list up here from SnapFan. Um, and I, I don't know if these necessarily affect you or me, but I do think that they're interesting. Um, have you looked at the patch notes at all? I have not, but I, I I'm not going to say the theories because I, I will listen to them as they go off, but I feel like a few, I've seen a few cards played and I'm just like that. That's not how that works, mm, which makes okay. sense because a patch came out, but I'll have to see. Okay. Yeah. So first things first. Uh, they attacked High Evolutionary. Fact is, he's, like, one of the most played decks in the game. I run into him, like, 24-7. So I also run into him a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's pervasive. Uh, so many people saved up their tokens for uh, High Evolutionary and bottom the day of, including me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're all part of the problem. But some things that they changed. Uh, Wasp. It's a zero-power, one-cost card. The idea is the evolution effect used to be that it afflicted two random enemy cards with one or negative one power so it was essentially a zero cost three um power card and that was super strong especially with like lockjaw 
because Lockjaw allows you to cycle cards to your deck. So for free, you could throw Wasp down. She would hit two cards with minus power. She would cycle a big card out of the deck, and then you could draw Wasp again and just do it multiple times. It was kind of a disgusting strategy. So they changed it a bit, and now it only affects one enemy card with negative one power. So now it's a zero two cost card, basically. The other card that they touched in High Evolutionary is the Hulk. I mean, I'm sure you're aware. The Hulk can get big. He's a, a big bit. lad. He's a huge, a, a huge lad. So, I, I, and I don't know how much I agree with this change. I don't think it really addresses the main issue, but uh, basically it used to be he had an ongoing ability where he got plus two power for each card that you ended with unspent energy. So you could very easily throughout the game get into like 20 or 22 power, and it was scary. All you had to do was skip at least one energy every turn, and boom, you had a 620 without really any downside. Um, so they did change it. They made it so that it's a static ability, and just to clarify, it means that it's not on reveal or ongoing. It's just something the card says, sort of like the yeah, collector. Yeah, it's like a yeah, like collector. Yeah. Uh, so it's a static ability now. When you end a turn with unspent energy, he gains plus two power if he's in your hand or in play. So he no longer gets power if he's in the deck. Before I spout out my opinions on it, what do you think? I think it makes him. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think I'm just gonna say yeah that it's it's more of a good change than a bad change. Um, it does kind of leave it more down to an RNG thing. Yeah, you know, hoping that he gets pulled, but maybe some people should just run high evolutionary Thanos, and you know the world would be a better place. <laughs> good lord, that would be one hell of a deck. I'm sure it's made, but holy moly. Uh, yeah, so like. I, I completely agree with you, right? So, I mean, the wasp change is whatever. I feel like a, a zero two is still strong, and you can still cycle it through Lockjaw to get that that value. But, um, yeah, Hulk, like, I, I'm glad that they made him feel big. At a 612, he's big, but not, like, super big. You know what I mean? Like, a hit monkey yeah. can get to 12 power. So, like, yeah, having him, having him, like, at 16 or 18 or 20 power feels great. Um, and, uh, well, and I would also like to say, like, I love the Infinite card, so call me biased. I mean, this podcast is called the Infinite Podcast. We love the guy, but he's a big guy. He's a he's a big guy. Uh, in fact, I I a small side tangent. They just added an animation for him, and it looks so good. I'm so happy about it. It looks amazing. Um, oh, the helmet effect. Yeah. So like, yeah. So when you skip a turn, he begins to like glow with like Infinite weird energy, and you throw him down on the board, and oh. it slams. Yeah, it's super cool. You should check I it out. I haven't. I haven't played it. I, I'm gonna play Infinite right now as we speak. Yeah, no, it, it it's a really cool effect. I I love it. So, uh, yeah. But uh, to to come back to what I was saying, I feel like Infinite should be the peak of power in this game. If we get to the point where Infinite is like like I don't know like small beans in comparison to other cards, that's a problem because his effect is huge. You have to skip a turn in order to play them. That's, that, that should not be minimized at all. Uh, for that reason, I would say if Hulk stays underneath 20 power, like 16 to 18 power, I feel like that's the most balanced. And They should make him a nice odd 17. Just to, to make me upset. Yeah, that would be a great way yeah. of doing it. <laughs> uh, so, like, I understand what they're going for here. It, the idea is you're going to make Hulk a little less consistent. It has to be in your hand or in play. 
But what I would say is, why didn't they just change it so that when you end a turn with unspent energy, he gets plus one power, right? Like, he would still be a good card. He could still be 14 or, uh, you know, up to 16 power. Um, and he could still get the effect in the deck. I, I don't feel like that would be a bad change at all. But instead, they went this route, which is less consistent. And it makes it harder to guess if you're the opponent, right? That's what I was thinking about. Like, I, if I'm playing against a high Evo player, I don't know how big their Hulk is. I can't plan, really. Very true. I just have to sort of guess, unless I have White Queen, which it would be really helpful. I guess White Queen stonks go up. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I agree with you. I think it's a better change. Than a, like, it's it's a good change. I don't think it's a great change. Um, and just to, I'm going to try to to get through these other ones fairly quickly. I don't want to take too, too long on, on patch notes. Uh, but uh, they did change Gambit, they gave him plus two power, and they sort of fixed an issue where his effect is that he discards a card from your hand and destroys an enemy card. You didn't actually need a card in your hand for this to go off, which felt really weird. Like, you could have an empty hand and he would still keep firing if you had, like, Wong out or something. Um, so they changed that and then gave him a little extra power. I think that's cool. I think that he's gonna to fit into a couple more decks. Uh, Mystique had just, like, a text change. Nakia's interesting. Nakia is now 3 power. She used to be 2 power. And her on reveal used to be she gave the two leftmost cards in your hand plus 2 power. The problem with that is the leftmost cards in your hand are probably the cards you're not playing. That means that they shifted to your hand, to the left side, because you're not using them. Um, so it was like an, it was a meh card. Um, they changed it so that it just gives all cards in your hand plus 1 power, which is great. I think, I think that makes her playable. What do you think? I agree. I definitely agree. I mean, it's like a, a mini Blue Marvel or like a mini Nova or whatever. Yeah. It also helps uh, decks like Black Panther or uh, Deadpool. I've seen a lot of people saying like Deadpool stonks go up because of this, which is really cool to see. So, yeah. You know, I, I'm i a big fan of Deadpool, but I swear anytime I run him in my destroy deck, he just never works out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a high risk, high reward sort of deal, right? You could build a deck for destroy that's just like very consistent. You, you you get death in your hand or null, and you just destroy stuff, and it's great. Uh, but the, the advantages of Deadpool is that if you can get Deadpool off, you're talking about, like, a one-cost a one eight-power card or a one-cost 16-power card. It's ridiculous. But yeah. Hey, it's, it's the same thing that's going down with Phoenix Force right now. Dude, Phoenix Force is insane. I, I love Phoenix Force. It has quickly become one of my new favorite cards. It, it's pretty baller. Yeah, and, and uh, just to, to, to skim over some other things that they changed, uh, they, they changed some text on cards just to make them more consistent. Because, uh, you know, uh, the, the text in this game is supposed to be super readable in only a few words, and some of the cards were a little confusing uh, the way that they were worded. So they changed all that. But yeah, that's, that's essentially the patch notes. Um, did you have things that you want to change or want change that didn't make the cut? No, I, I mean... I'm still a little bit in the discovery phase of stuff in the sense of, like, there's still a lot of cards that I haven't gone up against in in whatever pool I'm in. Sure, yeah. Well, I guess technically I'm in pool three. Yeah, yeah, I'm in pool three. So, like, there's still plenty of pool four and pool five cards that I haven't really had a chance to play against and i feel like most of everything that i've run into so far has been relatively fine but i mean I, i'm not gonna say that i have a problem with the character because i really don't think he's a really 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 fun 
character. But I ran into, uh, I believe diabolical is the term I want to use here. Mm. Um, a very diabolical uh, Iron Man, oh man, what's his name? Onslaught uh, the other day, and it completely shattered my hopes and dreams. I played uh, Null Death on a Sinister London. And I had like 97 at two locations. Or no, I had 78 at two locations. And he Iron Man and then onslaughted in those locations and just went from. He was at like 6 and 12, and then he was at 100 and something in like 92. It was ridiculous. Okay. So, so who, who is your problem character? <laughs> onslaught. Okay, interesting. His, um, his, his doubling can really. I don't know. I think it's just I. My brain just doesn't understand how it works. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah well, if you think that's crazy, it used to be like. It, so right now, the way that he works is he takes the cards there and then adds one to them. Essentially, like he becomes a second Iron Man, basically. Uh, but the way it used to work is it was like multiplicative. So there was like this weird. Thing that you could do with like mystique iron man and then onslaught and it would just max out at like two million power it was just like because it kept multiplying itself but they changed it so that it's just like it takes the effect adds a second one so beta players are probably rolling right now because they're like yeah it used to be so great and now he's okay but yeah i for me i i think I think the game is in a pretty good spot. I'm glad that they touched High Evolutionary. The only issue I'm having is with Bounce. I run into Bounce all the time. True. Bounce decks are... Yeah, they, they have a really, really, really high ceiling. Like, don't get me wrong, they are pretty hard to play. I'm not playing Bounce. You don't see me playing Bounce. But yeah, having Kitty Pride and then having Beast, and then you throw down, like, a bajillion cards, and you have, like, I don't know, easily 30 power in two lanes. It's pretty nuts. So if there was anything that I want to touch, it was that. But I understand that they want to take it slow. And uh, before this, I th- I think they had like a like a little break, like they had a like a summer vacation, basically, where all the employees went off. So I, I'm sure that they're still catching up to things. But yeah, uh, that that's the patch notes. That's what's new. I guess next we could talk about spotlight caches because I think there are a lot right. of opinions thrown around on like how good are uh spotlight caches and what are the chances for them all and all of that so uh before you know i get into my opinion on it uh as a person that's still discovering things about the game how how cards are going what do you think of spotlight caches do you think they're good i think they're better than not having spotlight caches do i think they could be better yes um ideally what i would like for it to be would have it or have it be you can select a card from pool five and a card from pool four Mm. and then you have the new card and then the mystery four or five card i understand why they're not doing that because it's a gotcha game i mean basically yeah of course they wouldn't do that but i do think it's nice just making sure i'm not mistaken here the new card will always be in the spotlight cache right uh, or did they just coincidentally throw in Jean Grey? So, it, it, so I mean, there's a little infographic. Um, I'll send you this infographic because I think it's a, it's a really good way of explaining it. Um, but essentially, uh, what will happen is that 
Every week, there will be a spotlight cache with four cards in it. Um, when you open it, you'll get one of these cards. If you open a card in the cache, then it is no longer in the next one. So, supposedly, if you open four of these caches, you'll be getting the cards in there if you don't own them already. Um, and then, at the end... If you like if you already have one of the cards and you open that card in the spotlight cache, you'll get a variant instead. Uh and it's not explicitly stated that new cards will be in there, but that's the idea. The idea is that they'll have the new card for that week. They drop a card every week. So one of those cards will be in there and then the three other cards will usually be a series 4 or 5 card um that is not dropped down to series 3. Yeah, because I don't see I'm not gonna lie. If they if they put in a random pool three card on a spotlight cash, that's like why would you do that? I feel like that's just that's yeah, that's definitely stupid. Definitely. But I think as it is right now, the new card and then random series four or five cards. Occasionally, you're probably gonna get a variant, but maybe it's a variant you want. Hopefully, I know that the the null. I'm going for the null variant that's in there right now. Um, oh yeah, that looks it's sick as hell. Very nice. Noel's one of my favorite Marvel characters. Give, please give money me, money now. Yeah, the the problem with getting the spotlight variants is you don't get those until you have the other cards. So you you technically need to get through four caches, and then on the fifth cache, you have a twenty five percent chance to get that. Yeah, that's a lot of caches, man. I got living. It, it, honestly, it really is because. I got I got my first one at two fifty, and my next one's at um or twenty one fifty, and then this one no no my bad it was just twenty fifty twenty fifty, and then the next one's at twenty one seventy. Yep. I'm currently at twenty one seventeen, so I only have what's that another fifty three sixty three fifty three one of those two. To go. Yeah. Yeah, like some some uh, I I don't claim to know the math on how everything works, but. It's been said, I have read on Twitter, I listened to a couple of Marvel Snap podcasts, um, I've heard from other people that, like, as a whole, that means that we're all going to get more cards on average, right? You have a potential, if you're, if you're doing, like, every day grinding out Marvel Snap, getting those daily missions done, getting the season pass benefits, all these things, and winning a bunch of Conquest games and getting credits and other things from there. If you do all of that, you're earning like, I don't know, like it's, it's four, four or five cards a week, supposedly, right? Like, That's about right. Yeah, like you, you can slam it out. But for the for the casual player, and even as somebody like me who plays the game daily, um, I'm expecting to get like two spotlight caches a week, something like that. Yeah, I think I can. I'll be able to consistently hit two, which. I feel like is an all right enough. It's I'm I'm okay with it. Is what I'm saying. I I think it's it's a good. It's definitely a change in the right direction. Could it be better? Yes. Is it perfect? No. Am I satisfied enough? We'll we'll see how it goes as you know we go through spotlight caches and spotlight caches and spotlight caches. But yeah, initial I, inspection. I think it's all right. Well, and here's the thing. So. If this was just it, I'd be like, okay, that's a pretty decent change. Now, the issue that a lot of people have right now is they didn't sort of explicitly state it, but I, I want to know if you've noticed. Have you noticed that you're getting less stuff in uh, collector's reserves? 
I have noticed that I am getting less stuff in collector's reserves. Yeah, so basically, you can't get gold anymore from collector's reserves. They, they reduce the amount of collector's tokens you're earning, right? Because you're getting these these new cards every week. And they've also reduced the uh, amount of credits that you're earning. And they slightly increase the amount of variance that you'll earn. Um, and I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I get it. Neither do I. Like, I get it, right? The idea is, hey, we complained. We were like, guys, we want to earn stuff through the collection track. I want to earn cards. I want to play with the new stuff. It's so... The the old system was really bad at bringing hype to new cards because it was like, okay, well, I'm never going to have enough collector's token to get a 6,000 cost card that might be okay to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. But with that being said, this new system, it's a little give and take, right? Like, sure, we get to play with new cards. I'll probably get to play with one or two new cards a week, maybe, if I don't get a duplicate of a card I already own. Um, but overall, it it feels really bad. Like, right now, I'm at 5,000 collector's tokens. I've been saving up and saving up and saving up, and now, if I'm earning, like, 50 collector's tokens per reserve, it's gonna take me forever to get to 6,000. I might as well just call it, <laughs> you know? Like True. Very true. Yeah. I, I do think that they could reduce the prices a little bit, but speaking of price adjustments have you noticed the gold cost change i have i have it's uh bad (laughs) it's you're it's it's the same the exact same price and i yeah i'm pretty sure that scales right too but they took out the 100 and what was it 120 gold yeah yeah option you tell me i have to save up for six dollars worth of gold yeah. To be able to get credits with gold? Yep. I mean, it well, really just feels like they're they're attacking the free-to-play players. Like, there's right. like, let's be real here. If you're a whale, you're always buying the biggest option anyway. It only hurts the free-to-play players. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird it, it's change. True. No, it's better for whales now, because now they can buy it in bulk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, can't, we can't have our, our servant crumbs down here. But yeah, it, it's a really we weird change. We did daily offer... Maybe, oh, oh, you know what? I do like that. What, I mean, 2,000 collector's tokens is nothing to scoff at, especially now, and a pre, uh, and a premium mystery variant. Okay, yeah, so let, let's talk about that, because um, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you you haven't uh, checked it out yet, if you don't already own, like, all the variants, I'm looking at you, freaking uh, super tech god, Mr. I know every variant in the game, but everybody else... <laughs> Everybody else in the game, you have, like, so your shop now has more variants available. They have a premium variant you can buy for 800, which means you don't get pixels. And after you get 10, you get 2,000 collector's token. It's that simple. You buy 10 things in the shop, you get 2,000 collector's tokens. Uh, And and a premium uh, mystery variant. Yes, yes, you do. I I think that's a great change. I I don't think it was announced, but it's like, it's just like... A little cherry on top, you know what I mean? It's just a nice a nice thing. It, it yeah. should be noted, it is not cost-efficient. This is not the way you should be getting collector's tokens. You should wait for bundles to come out. Those are going to be your biggest bang for your buck. But it's it's a it's a nice thing. Like, as, for, if, for someone like me, I'm a salmon. I'll, sp- I'll occasionally spend, like, 10 extra dollars a month to get a variant that I want, right? And that builds up, you know, over a, the course of a, 
like two or three months, I'll be able to to get some extra collector's tokens. I'm okay with that. Oh, I have Nimrod in my token shop. I just noticed. Yeah, right now I have um, uh, Iron Lad pinned. I love Iron Lad. I want to make an Iron Lad deck so badly. It's so my style. You know, I love Jubilee. You know, I love her. <laughs> and Iron Lad True. is like a cooler Jubilee. But yeah, so that's all. That's all the new stuff in the game, basically. Uh, but do you like spoilers, Daka? I love them. Okay, great, because I am super excited about this next this next season pass that's coming out. Uh, Snap.fan has some, we'll call them tech aficionados, who go in and very legally check out the new stuff that's coming to the game, I promise. Uh, so, basically, they found out that the next season is going to be Loki-themed. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No. I have the cards oh, here. No. I have what they do. The variants are sick. The whole thing is themed around the Loki that's, TV show. It's great. It's actually really funny because I just started watching the Loki TV no show way! last night. No way. <laughs> Dude, it's such a good show. I'm so excited. Dude, I can't wait for you to finish that show. It's amazing. It's probably my favorite Marvel TV show right now. That's what I've heard is that it's uh, a lot of people like it. It's really, really good. A lot of people think it's the best uh, Marvel TV show. I really want to watch Secret Invasion, too. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't checked it out yet. I'm, I made the mistake of WandaVision watching it every week, and then I was dying. I was like, hey, I, I, I know. Ugh, I, I have remember. to wait another week. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. But, yeah, so this time I'm going to wait for all the episodes to come out. I'll watch it, and then, yeah, that's the way that, I'm, that I've been doing it. So, anyway, so. I'm so excited about this next season. It has sick card backs. Thor is getting a variant that looks hella, hella rad. Enchantress is getting that cool stuff. Reminds me, yes. I want to make a Thor deck because I have Thor and Mary Jane Foster's book. Sweet. Yeah. Do you have Do you have Lockjaw? I don't think I do. Okay. You can still make a cool Thor deck. Um, you can use like you do. Uh, Thor, Mary Jane Foster to get the hammer, and then you Odin after you play the hammer, and your Thor becomes Omega Big. But all of that being said, do you want to know what Loki's ability is? Uh, yes. Okay. What question is that? So, he is a three-cost, four-power card. And these are subject to change, right? These, uh, tech engineers we're calling them. Definitely not data miners. Uh, these tech engineers are telling us what they're currently listed at in the game. The patch comes out, and the data's in there, the cards just aren't out. Uh, so right now, he's listed as a 3-cost, 4-power. On reveal, replace your hand with cards from your opponent's starting deck. Give them minus 1 cost. Oh, that is nifty. It's interesting. Um, I, I, I like the effect. It's very Loki-esque. And I think the advantage here is you play this in a deck that wants to slam cards. So you have, like, Angela in a lane, you have Bishop in another lane, you play Loki down, and then you have all of these cheap, supposedly cheap cards to play that will, like, either mirror your opponent or beat them. I think that's neat. I like it a lot. I'm very excited to see the sort of decks that come out, especially because you can also reduce them further with Quinjet. Because if you don't know, Quinjet reduces cards that are added to your hand um, by one. So you have Quinjet down, you have your Angela, your Bishop, you throw Loki down, and boom, you have a bunch of ultra-cheap cards that are probably going to be just as good as your opponent, but now you're getting the bonuses on top of it. I think it's going to be really neat. I agree. Uh, you say that there was another card coming out, or that there was just variants? So, so 
every season uh, we get four new cards. Uh, so I think Loki is going to be the season pass card, if I had to guess. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, so the next card, and this, so you're not going to be familiar with this character, and I'm not going to spoil it, but they do appear in the TV show in some of the later episodes. So I'll just, I'll read them out, and then I'll read their ability. Uh, so the card is called Alioth. It is a five-cost, five-power card, and it says, On reveal, destroy all enemy cards played here this turn, including unrevealed cards. It is just Omega Juggernaut. Priority Demon. Literally. Oh like, my. <laughs> you, I, I, this is just perfect for, like, a ramp deck. Like, you throw Electro down, you can play this on turn four, or you throw it in, like, a Shuri deck, and you have a ten-power card that also destroys all cards played here, meaning you can do Shuri, Alioth, and then it destroys the Shang-Chi before it goes off. That's huge. That's great. I love plus this card. What's that? So the, oh, plus Jean Grey! Yeah, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. That's huge! But Although, I suppose you would have to stagger your Jean Grey to be played on four, so that way they're forced to play a bunch of cards there. On. No, actually, I take it back. I don't like the sounds of Loki, or no, not uh, not Loki. Um, no, not Loki. Uh, Alioth. The, yeah, Alioth. Because now, like, if, if they if they play Jean Grey and you're playing Infinite, and you don't top deck it with Jubilee, I mean, what what are you gonna do? I mean, yeah, that's unfortunate. Jean Jean Grey is uh, a beast. I, I I have no idea how to to handle her. And when she was first introduced, uh, she was bugged so that you couldn't enchantress her. And you couldn't do anything to her. Her effect was pervasive even through locations that turned off ongoing. It was ridiculous. And there was a, a cheeky thing you could do. And I, ca- I, I it's basically cheating. It, what people did is they played Goose and uh, Jean Grey. And her text mentions that, like, if you can't play there, then you can play somewhere else. But that was bugged, too. So basically, you had to play cards there. But they had to be small cards. And if you didn't have the small cards, you just lost the game. It was very... Very weird. But anyway, Alioth. Do you have any other cool ideas with Alioth? The, the, the first ones that came to my head are just like very niche things. But I mean, that's the one that comes to the top of my head is cards like Jean Grey or... I guess you could also do like a Storm thing. It, it, I mean, it would just be a worse Juggernaut, basically. Although, um, now that I'm thinking about this, this could also work well, in a Destroy deck. Yeah, Destroy deck would be good too. But I mean... Juggernaut just moves cards, right? Yeah, so, I, okay, again... Juggernaut they, definitely just moves cards. Yeah, so Juggernaut <laughs> is a 3 juggernaut. cost, 3 power, and you throw him down and he moves all cards played at the location. Uh, Alioth is the extreme version of that. You're paying 5 energy for for 5 power, and it destroys the cards on the other side. It's, it's much more serious. That's, that's true, but I feel like the trade-off is that since you are using him later in the game, you're more likely to get bigger value out of the destruction yeah like if you people are more likely to throw down their big cards the fact that it destroys unrevealed cards means that you can like if you see that the daredevil is happening oh no wait the professor x player would see that that's coming never mind i thought it was going to be really cool where you could like destroy professor x before he reveals but i mean the play the person who plays professor x just knows that you played it because they have daredevil of course they would but I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. On average, if we think about, like, where the card's at, at its base, it's pretty good. I, I don't hate the card at all. Um, now, if it's, like, 
a series five card and costs 6,000 tokens, I don't care for it. Uh, I would not say that this is a 6,000 token worth card. Um, but anyway, we can move on from Alioth. I think it's a neat card. I'll be interested to see if there's any cheeky strategy you can do with it. I'm sure you're a fan of uh, Owen Wilson. Do you like the guy? I, you know, I've chow. I'm a, you know, I, I grew up watching cars, you know. Okay, Ka-chow. well then, you'll be happy to know that Mobius M. Mobius is going to be a card. Uh, oh, from the TVA. Hallelujah. He has some variants that look very, very specific to Owen Wilson, which I think is really cool. I love how he portrayed him. Okay, so he's a two energy, three cost card. So he's pretty low on the totem pole, but his ongoing is very interesting. And I'll be I'll be interested to see what you what you think about this. So ongoing, your costs can't be increased. Your opponent's costs can't be reduced. I want this card. I want this card for one reason. Is this the answer it to bounce? Mm. Is this the answer to bounce? I was not considering that when you said it. My my first thought was it's really gonna hit wave players. True, true, so true. Which honestly, you can do cool stuff with wave. I get it, but wave is very annoying for me because. I always queue into people that play Wave on, like, turn five. Yes. Which is like, sure, your five-cost card is now going from five to four, but you also can't play anything else to capitalize on it. Right. So you're just throwing Wave down. You know, I really like the idea that you went with. My first thought was Bounce, but you're totally right. This is, like, a pretty hard counter to Wave. Because the opponent's cost cards can't be reduced either, right? So they can't even, like, if you have this out, they can't ramp with Rave. Excuse me. Ramp with Wave. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. No, I I mean, I really like this card. I don't know what deck I would put him in because, well, I guess if you had him out and you had him in, like, a Sarah deck, you would still get the benefit. Your opponent would not. I don't know. It's it's such a cool card. I want it. I want to experiment with it. I want to find a deck that, like just beats all the Sarah decks. That would be super cool, you know? Maybe maybe you throw it in Sarah decks as a tech against other Sarah decks. I don't know. It's such a cool card. I want to play with it. It's it's very awesome. Um, wait, wait. Can't... Ooh. This uh, might uh, also mess up um, death players. Yeah, I, I posted in the chat so we can look at the specific wording. It's, your costs can't be increased, your opponent's costs can't be reduced. And you are correct. It would just kill death. Say, uh, what was the what was the um, the power or the cost and power again? Uh, for death or for Mobius? Uh, for Mobius, it's two energy, three power. Ooh, see, what's like? Yeah, I mean, if you play that, like, if you pull it and have it in time to play for turn two, I mean, they'll just never have a chance to use death unless they have unless they played like Yondu first turn and then just have a magic to play later and since it's an ongoing effect i think i i guess we'll have to see my my initial impression is like if you get this on turn four and you play it suddenly the like four cost death in their hand goes back up to eight because it's not like an on reveal or something well i don't is deaths i i would hope that it would activate from that point okay yeah because, I mean, if you do play it later, it would, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I would want it to to just activate for whenever you from when you play it onwards. Um because and man, I'd feel really, really bad if I was like, okay, I could either like I could either um cringe monger the entire board <laughs> and hope I top deck death and then I can win this lane with death and like this lane with Noel or you know, I could play it safe, and then I decide to play it risky, and then I pull death, and then this guy comes out of nowhere for some reason on turn five. Don't ask why we're here. Um, but, you know, that guy comes out of nowhere, and I just can't play death now, even though I gambled everything and got it. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say this. If it applies post-card post being reduced, I'm getting this card 100% with 6,000 tokens. <gasps> oh, no! Miles Morales players in shambles. Absolutely. It also affects She-Hulk. It affects... Oh, it might affect Swarm. I didn't even think about that. Because Swarm uh, reduces its cost to zero after it's... Swarm does, but Swarm dis, uh, Swarm gets discarded and then adds versions of himself that are zero to. At least that's how I would assume that works. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many interactions that I'll be interested For to zero see. Three? Yeah. But anyway, super cool card. I'm very interested in this. If it is, like, applying post the card, like, that's insane. That's that's so, like, that's so crazy. Because then, like, if you have a uh, card that's been Iceman in your hand and you play him down after, suddenly your card is back to where it should be. Anyway, all this being said, Mobius I wonder how that would mess with Sabretooth. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, like... like it, would he just be three power then? Or, yeah, because people are like, oh man, I'll, I'll, can't wait to destroy my Sabretooth, and they play him on the same turn. Sabretooth gets destroyed, and he comes back, but he's just a 3-4 again instead of a 0-4. That's hilarious and very sad. <laughs> like, Sabretooth <laughs> is already like an eh card. He's, he, yeah. Wow. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, poor, so. Poor guy. Anyway, all this, like, I'm excited for this card. I think that it is going to be, like, the next... It's going to be, like, the next wave, I feel. In that, it's going to be in a lot of decks as a tech card. Just to shut down certain archetypes. I also feel like it's also going to bring up a lot of Enchantress. Oh, definitely. I mean, I feel like oh, there's also definitely. a... There's already a good chunk of Enchantress, but... Oy. Yeah, geez louise. Super cool. Especially I, I like since you can drop it so early. Yeah, I, I suppose the, like, optimal play would you, you do this on two and then Cosmo on three and he's protected. Nah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do, um, yep, I got it all laid out right here. I go Sunspot one, him two, Rogue three, let Sunspot soak turn four, turn five, oh, um, nah, nah, my brain died. I was gonna say turn five Taskmaster, but he just copied, <laughs> or he doesn't copy card decks. Yeah. Uh, Wait, no. Copy, uh, co their turn four, play Absorbing Man, and boom, it's in all three lanes. What are you going to do about it? Um, well, I mean, it would just have this, like, it doesn't, like, triple the effect or something. But I, I guess you're, you're right. Yeah, you could do, you could do him into Mystique into Absorbing Man, and boom, you've locked it in. You only have, like, six power on the board, but you showed them. They can't get rid of the effect. It's true. Yeah. I've I've wasted three turns just so that you can't play your death. Damn. All right, well, uh, Mobius is great. I'm excited to see him. His variants look awesome. Uh, 
Last but not least, uh, and you might know not know the name of this character. Do you know Ravona Renslayer? I've heard the name. She's the lady that Mobius works for. She's like the head honcho. Oh, yeah. She's, um, almost said she's the lady in the suit, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. the lady in the suit. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, so I also I also really like this card because it has Miss Minutes in it, just like chilling in the background. It's very cute. Uh, but anyway, so Ravona Renslayer, she's a three cost, three power card. Ongoing, your cards with one or less power cost one less. I'm gonna post this in the chat because again, you have to like just think about it for a minute. Your cards with one or less power cost one less. Okay, so it makes your one cost cards zero cost cards. No. It makes your one power cards cost one oh, less. Oh, one, one power cards. It's like, so, it's like that. So, okay. So, I want to pr- pr- provide you with something. So, mm-hmm. you throw this down. Suddenly, your Mystique and Iron Man are two cost and four cost, respectively. On turn six, you have two Iron Mans. That's just the first thing that came to my mind. Because they both have less than one power. Extended. It also makes, it also makes the goblins really good. Yes, it does. Yes, it makes the goblins cheaper. Now you have a four-cost, negative eight power card that you can throw onto your opponent's side and a two-cost, negative three power card that you can throw on your opponent's side. Uh, It also makes Mr. Negative viable, although I guess if you're playing this on turn three, you better be playing, like, Psylocke or whatever. Uh, But it does make it so it gets even crazier because uh, the cards in that deck usually have less than one power because you want to flip them so this is like kind of helping those decks right you throw this in a mr negative deck it's three cost three power, so you're not losing anything and then if you don't draw mr negative you're still getting a benefit oh the morph supremacy yes more for two cost let's go dracula yep dracula monkey Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep deadpool yep wait hold on In, in scenarios like this Whenever a card, like if you have a card that comes back to your hand, it does it take their or no? Um, what's it called for cards like Kazar? Does okay. it take their original cost or what it was or what it is now? Ooh, that's a good question. Because you could get a lot of free cards down for a kazoo and then have them be able to be buffed. Well, no, no, no. His is one. Well, I mean, the problem with, like, zoo decks is you're already playing with cards that have, like, one cost, right? So the minimum that they can be reduced to is one. There are some exceptions to that. Like, I guess you could do... What's, like... What's a good example? I'm, I'm thinking of, like... Okay, like Wolfsbane, right? Wolfsbane is a three-cost, one-power card that gains power. It's good in a zoo deck. Suddenly, it's two-cost now. But it wouldn't help for things like, I don't know, let's just say Misty Knight, right? Because not only is she two-power, but she already costs one. I guess what I'm, I'm trying to figure out how, how it's for cards that like effects or that have effects based off of, or, okay, actually Wolfsbane is a good example. Um, what's the name of the location that moves three and four cost cards? Oh, oh, it, it's or, like space. it makes them move there. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. If, if I play Wolfsbane as a two one, is Wolfsbane going to move or is yes. Wolfsbane? gonna stay in place yes it will move all right okay yeah because I'm, I'm thinking of like my zabu decks because zabu reduces yeah. uh four cost cards so yeah anyway like 
Yes, it's, so it will it will affect those things. No, <laughs> you can get a one one Black Widow. Yo, that's that's actually not bad. I didn't think about that, but you're totally right. Like a two one Black Widow, you're like, damn, I'm losing a lot of tempo off of this. But like a one cost card that you can play on like turn four with another three cost, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. And obviously, there there are probably some Ooh. combos that we're just not thinking about. Oh wait, my brain is it expanding? Bucky Barnes. Ooh. Bucky Barnes. Ooh, interesting. You can. You could Bucky Barnes Carnage turn three. True. Oh, shoot. Or an 11 in a lane. This makes a one power out of Warlock. Or one one cost out of Warlock. Oh, it does make a one cost out of Warlock. That's pretty good. It also makes one cost Angela. Or, um, is it Angela or An- Angela, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just Angela. Yeah, dude. Um, like the Angela. Yeah, one Bishop. cost Angela. Oh, man. Bounce is getting another buff. Frick, no. <laughs> Yeah, because you're gonna get you're gonna get Bishop for two costs. You're gonna get um, Angela for one cost. You're gonna get yeah, oh, Collector five, for one cost. No, not Collector. Five cost Armzola. Five cost Armzola. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, shoot, three cost Darkhawk. Although three I guess you could, Nova. Well, no, you can't go less than one one cost. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, I mean, just keep on telling myself in my head minus one power, but it's minus one power down to one. power. I was th- or, uh, one cost. Like when I was orig- originally reading this card, I was like, okay, you could probably make an archetype out of this. But the more you think about it, it's just like it's another kind of Zabu. You have to think about it a bit and build your deck around it. But it helps the deck tremendously, and it, it goes in a bunch of archetypes. Um, like Patriot, we can do it for um, we can do it to top deck Infinite with Jubilee. Perfect. Very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it's very it's very interesting. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the list of cards now. Um, you mentioned Bucky Barnes. There's Black Widow, Bish- Bishop. I guess you could do Psylocke, but at that point, it's kind of eh. Um, you got Wolfsbane, uh, Patriot, Jubilee, Knoll, Adam Warlock, Darkhawk, Cerebro, Mystique, Morph, Ironheart, Taskmaster, Arnimzola, Angela, Morbius, Dracula, Kang, Iron Man, Hit like. All of these cards that I'm reading out benefit from this heavily. And the fact that it's three cost kind of makes it like a mini, um, a mini Sarah in a specific deck, right? And then on top of that, like if you have her out and then Sarah, you have cheap, cheap cards. Yeah, I like her a lot. I don't. I, I definitely agree. I, I really like that. Just it, it opens up a lot of avenues. I think it does. <laughs> avenues. Yeah, I think, again, when I, the thing that I'm thinking about the most is, like, this is a great backup for negative decks. It makes them more consistent. If you don't draw Mr. Negative, you're still getting, like, a reduced cost on all of those cards that you want flipped. Interesting. Really cool. I like it. So, anyway, that is the September season pass. Um, now, we do have a couple of cards confirmed for October, but... I, I mean, a lot of it is speculation. A lot of the costs look weird, and some of the cards don't even have, like, a, a hero associated with them. It's just the text. So it, it, that's not really worth going over. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Loki season. I'm super excited about it. We do have a new location confirmed. So it's called Time Theater, and it's, you know, kind of based on the TVA. It says, copy the last card you drew instead of drawing your next card. That is interesting. Like, depending on your card, it's really good. Depending on your card is really bad. I don't want two Arnim Zolas. That's not really going to help me that much. Um, unless it does. I guess it means two Iron Mans. That's pretty good. If you get a low-cost card, that's two low-cost cards. 
Maybe you get two Darkhawks. I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe you get two Mind Stones. Yeah, two Mind Stones. Let's go. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it's a one-time effect, so it flips and then copy the last card you drew instead of drawing your next card. That's what happens. I don't know if that happens immediately or when your next draw happens. I don't know. Um, you know, I like it more than all of the give player random card locations. Mm, yeah, Most yeah, of the I think time I get the worst possible outcome. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I don't I don't like locations like the Great Web. Like I guess for certain decks it's good, but yeah. Oh, uh, 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 the great the Great Web gives headache. Yeah. I hate it so much. Okay. Well, I've talked about everything new in the game. Uh to wrap things up, I just wanted to talk about like our experience with the game. What you're feeling, what you're running, what you're into right now. What do you got? What are you doing? I mean I always stay strapped with my standard destroy deck, destroy deck enjoyer, like Null, like Wolverine. All are great cards. All, and, I mean, obviously, I have my Infinite deck that I run. I love Infinite. Sunspot, yeah, Ebony Bomb, left lane, and just wait their whole game. <laughs> wait for the rest of it. And then play uh, Infinite last turn. Um, oh, man. I so am a huge, huge fan of Ghost Rider. I love Ghost Rider too. He is my best friend. Another good deck for Infinite is my Ghost Rider deck. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll. I, if you watch my streams, you know how much I love my Lady Sif Ghost Rider combo. I have a deck called the Big Boys, and it, it it is a pool three deck. You don't need any cards beyond pool three, but I think it's really strong. Um, and my favorite combo is thrown down Zabu. That means turn six, you have a three cost Ghost Rider. A three-cost Lady Sif, and you have that Infinite in hand, and boy, is it strong. Uh, I, I do love I do love me some Infinite. And his new animation is so cool. It makes me so happy. When you skip a turn, he, like, he glows, and you throw him down on the board, and it slams. It's really satisfying. I like it a lot. It's true. I, um, I played a game. But honestly, I think the deck, the two decks I'm enjoying the most right now is my Phoenix Force deck with um, Human Torch, Multiple Man, Hulkbuster, Heimdall, like that. Oh yeah, it's really yeah. really fun. And then my favorite thing to do is just build up a Human Torch, Phoenix Force it, um, and then turn six play Taskmaster. It's really yeah. really fun. Yeah. But the the deck I have been grinding with is my Thanos Destroy deck because. You got Guess Thanos? who got Thanos? You got Thanos? I don't even have Thanos. I got Thanos, and I also got his baby variant. If you actually look in our DMs, Kier, <laughs> the last in the last um, screenshot I sent you, he's right there in my hand. I just wasn't able to play him. I didn't look at your hand. I looked at the board. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And uh, destroy Thanos has definitely. I think Thanos is probably just my favorite card in the game, yeah. gameplay-wise, because oh, you can do a million different things. It's been said by some, like, top players that if you want to get good at the game, you just play Thanos, because, like, his deck kind of does everything, and it makes you learn, like, a lot of a lot of skills at the same time. I think he's an awesome card. I, I've wanted Thanos for a long time. I've just, I haven't had the, uh, the tokens. Man, I got Galactus and Thanos. You got Galactus too? Shop. Oh, I didn't buy Galactus, but I had him in the shop. I Ooh, okay. I saw him and I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to to purchase him. I was like, ah, it's, I it's... I remember I originally said I'm just gonna wait for Aram Zola, but I I unboxed Aram Zola and got Thanos in my shop. 
So. That's crazy. I'm I'm jealous. I, I want to play a Thanos deck. They seem like a lot of fun. They it man destroy Thanos is it's so much fun. Yeah, I like, um, ugh, it's fun. I'm not I'm not usually a huge fan of destroy. I do have a Deadpool deck that I like to play. Um, I will say Beyond My is a big boys deck, which has yeah, Zabu Wave, Lady Sif, Jubilee, Ghost Rider, all of those like high rolly cards, and then I have a bunch of like. Vision, Captain Marvel, Crossbones, Infinite, all those things. Um, I find that Dracula is, like, a good way to get there as well. I have another deck that's very similar. It runs a lot of the same cards, but it, it's statted a little bit higher. So I have, like, Red Skull, Giganto, America Chavez, but it still has, like, all the other cards I listed, like Zabu, Wave, Jubilee, and Crossbones. And I've been running that deck a little bit more just because it's a bit, like, it's a bit more consistent and I don't need Lady Sif and Ghost Rider to get the Infinite's power last turn. Um, but yeah, other than that, the only other deck that I've been like really enjoying is my Sauron deck. It's super fun. You, It's just like a bunch of high power cards with bad abilities and you get rid of them and suddenly they're good cards. I like it a lot. All right. If that is the end of our discussion, thank you, Daka, for joining me on our first inaugural episode. I hope that this will be like, I don't know, every... Every week or every two weeks, we'll figure it out. Uh, that being said, any last words? Subscribe to Cure Nimbus on YouTube. You should definitely do that. Do you have anything definitely you how it's written? Um, no, not really. Being on social media. Great. In that case, if there's one thing that you can remember. It's that we're infinite. Thanks for listening. All right, bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.